first of all, I want to entail that the journey is literally everything. Enjoy the journey that you're going through. There's, the journey isn't always going to be beautiful. It's going to be some downtimes, but the journey is literally everything because that's the best part. If you're not enjoying the journey, the destination won't feel as good. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 16 of The Socratic Method. Within this episode, I had the chance to speak with the man himself, Bavik Denek. <laughs> I recently made a YouTube video with Bob's help, giving advice to those who are interested in starting a clothing brand. And within the video, I did a short interview with Bob, but as you may have seen if you watched the video, I only included a few parts of it. We did not film this interview with the idea that it would turn into a podcast episode, but I thought why not post a full interview on here for those who may be interested. So again, this is a much shorter episode than usual since we did not plan for it to be a podcast episode, but sometime soon, Bob will join again for a third time to talk more business, content creation, entrepreneurship, and a little bit more about opening up his first shop. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. Could you maybe go over your story, how you got started in this, mm -hmm. if you have a clothing brand, and the the kind of the journey to open your own location here and have your own like little warehouse. Uh, um, how I started in screen printing was back in high school, um, senior year, it was really when I got into it, I was really trying to start a clothing brand, and then that's what really entailed me to like get into like the YouTube university and get on there and like watch a bunch of videos about the process. First thing I looked into was heat press. I saw that, but it didn't really catch my attention. It caught my attention, but it was like heat press. It's more like a hot sticker. Yeah. And then I came across screen print and it just looked like an ancient form of art, but really it's like really top tier up in the apparel printing game. Cause like it's the number one method of print, first of all, and it's the fastest method to get um, print goods out, especially in bulk. And that's why screen printing is done mainly in bulk. You can't, if you contact a screen print shop and you call them up and say you want one piece, they're they're gonna laugh in your face because like it's it's all the process I just showed you. We can't do all of that just for one yeah. piece. And I'm sure you understand it now yeah. too, just by looking at it. There's so much work that goes into it that it takes like an hour or two just to even get set up to print one shirt. So. That's why we have minimums in place. Ours is 24 pieces. But back to how I started was, I wanted to start a clothing brand. I got into it, um, looked at this. I bought some cheap screen printing equipment off eBay. Really nothing like this, but you know, you gotta start somewhere. So I started with that. And then I started to make like some club shirts for like Clarksburg High School, uh, the high school I went to. and. Really, from there, I was like, wait, oh, shit, I'm making money by making printing t-shirts for somebody, and it's like, I'm enjoying the process of doing it. Obviously, the shirts weren't anything special, but <laughs> you got to start somewhere, so I just I just kept grinding at that. It's been about six years now. I've been grinding away at it. Um, slowly but surely, all the equipment, all the sales that I got, I just saved that money, and then when it started, like, business started to pick up a little bit, I was like... Hmm, let me go get like a new screen print press. So then I got a new screen print press, invested all that money into that, and then just slowly started to do the same thing. You know, you just save money and then start investing again, and then save money and then start investing again. Yep. That's really how you 
grow the business. You just climb the ladder slowly. And now, recently, two, three months ago, I just moved into the shop here. So before that, it was all out of the basement. It was just a grind. So then how how has it affected the business now having this? Have you seen like a huge effect on how much, how many orders you could take in? Do you feel like people are giving you a little more credibility now? Or what, what kind of things have changed since opening and having this location? Of course, now credibility is a good point because I mean, you're not gonna trust someone as much as you do when they have their, their own shop. So when I was in the basement, it's like, you're not gonna get as much trust as you do when you're in your own shop, the yeah. people are just going to look you down and be like, what are you going to print out in your basement? But <laughs> yeah. the point is, I was still making it work out of the basement because I was making a lot of content, um, Instagram, YouTube, and all of that. So that's where I was getting a lot of my business. But you just dig in and grind. But now being here and having a retail front, um, people come in and they want to get stuff done. Or people who's been following me along the journey, customers that I already have that see me growing from the basement to the shop, you know, it's, people like to see a person grow, so it's been, it's been great, and this is just the beginning, we're just gonna keep going. Mm -hmm. So, you've worked with a ton of different brands now. What would be your advice to those brands, or to those people who wanna start a brand and maybe don't have a ton of money or capital to put up in the beginning to get it going? It's a good question. So if you don't have a ton of money, like I said, start off with something simple. One color, one color, one location, and get like a minimum of 24 shirts. Um, I would say at least get 24 shirts just because you got family that you're gonna give it to. You got friends that you're gonna give it to. So if you get one or two, it's like you're gonna wear it, but then somebody asks for it, you won't even have it for them. So like get 24, Give that out, see what's happening. You don't even have to give it out. You can sell it, somebody's gonna support you, your friends, your family. Those are obviously gonna be the first people. And then see what happens, see what people think. Take take photography shots of that and then try to get it out there and make content. Content is the number one thing to produce more sales for your brand. Yeah. So then what would you tell yourself or what advice would you give yourself just starting off building aesthetic imprints? If you could go back in time and talk to them. Building like, building like a custom studio? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> damn. <laughs> damn. Just stick to it. I mean, you start somewhere. So what I would tell them, damn, that's it. So what's that? That's 16-year-old self? 16, yeah, 16, 17-year-old self. What would I tell my, yeah. Just starting off. And he had the idea that I was going to be a clothing brand. Too. Yeah. So, so would you tell him like, maybe don't focus as much on that route. Try to go down the manufacturing and the custom apparel and actually providing the products to people. First off, if you want to be a clothing brand, don't focus on production and trying to do your things in-house because what that does is you're going to spend so much time, first of all, trying to learn the production side of things. Versus building a clothing brand, you really want to focus on sales and marketing and getting content because that's going to take a lot of your time in general. So with that, you really want to focus on getting sales, getting all of that versus if you're doing production in-house, you're going to have to worry about getting it produced right and then having to come back and do the sales. So it's going to eat up all, a lot of your time and then by the time you're done producing, you're going to be exhausted to even try to make any effort to like make content or sales. Mm -hmm. What would you say 
is the common theme you see from brand to brand. The successful ones, the ones that you see do very well, keep coming back for orders. What's the common thing you see among all of them? Content. I mean, right now, if you're not making content, I don't know what you're doing because how is anybody going to see you unless you're unless you have a retail storefront and all? But even if you have that, you got to be making content because nobody knows your business or your clothing brand is even alive if you're not making mm -hmm. content. So, especially in today's day and age, we got TikTok, we got yeah. Instagram Reels. Um, those are all organic ways to like really blow up, especially with TikTok. TikTok really put this narrative out there where everything is so organic that even if it's your brand new account, zero followers, zero posts, you make a post, you could get a million views on that post. Yeah. I'm not saying you will, but making that content and getting your stuff out there is really the best way to get out there. Mm -hmm. on, the, on the other side of that, what has been the common theme or some of the biggest mistakes you've seen brands make? Um, when we had the podcast, I know we talked about this a little bit. Um, I remember two things you did say were not getting pictures of the actual yeah. products on people that's, that's, and then just staying consistent were the two big ones I heard. That's a huge one. Yeah, that's exactly it. And that rolls back right into the question we had before this, which was making content. Um, if you're not making content, nobody knows about your product. So biggest mistake is not making content and not staying consistent with the content or even getting the products out there. So like when you do a drop and like get this clothing, you want to go ahead and make, get like a photo shoot done with actual people wearing the garments so people can see it, how it looks on people and then really engage with that and want it and see how it looks and fits. And then could you maybe walk through or, or never mind, let me rephrase that. So for a first drop, what do you think is a better way of doing it? And this obviously depends from brand to brand, but do you think most brands would do better if they focus on a smaller drop for their first collection, like a one to four pieces, or do you think going for like a maybe a six to 10 pieces is better? Or does it just really depend on the brand and the person? Depends on a brand and a person, but obviously at least start with 12 to 24 pieces just so you can get your Oh my bad, I meant like, um, like separate designs. Oh, separate designs. Yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's where everybody messes up because if you want to be a clothing brand and you're just starting out, first of all, nobody even knows about you and if, you're, if you have like 10 designs, that's just too much because like if you have 10 designs, you're going to want to get 12, 24 pieces minimum yeah. at least. So that's like, you're up in the hundreds. That's a lot of inventory for a first drop. So when you're first starting out, you don't even know if it's going to work. So make one design, make it make sense and get that design out there, get it produced, get those garments in and then see how that even works out. See what the people think, see how the audience reacts and see if it sells. And then maybe if like that's doing good, you come back and do a redrop of that design or make a new design and jump into it. But mm -hmm. like if you're starting out and you're jumping right into like 10 different designs, you're setting yourself up for failure. Just start small. Just take it step by step. Do you ever see brands or people get discouraged after their first drop? And to me, that's almost a thing where like, you can't expect your first collection yeah. or first drop to go well. It's gonna be a lot of trial and error, but do you see people get down on that a lot? And if so, what would you wanna to say to them? What would be a piece of advice you'd give them? 
That's tough, man. I don't know if I have a piece of advice because that's <laughs> like it's really a it's that's like a depressing part because like when you when you do when you spend all this time making this drop and you're like oh it's gonna sell out. Mm-hmm. Don't keep your ex- expectations up here. Like you don't want to keep get your hopes up because. You could drop and then nobody buys, and then you're just gonna be in like this miserable place. But it's it's bound to happen. You're not gonna sell a hundred t-shirts on your first drop, obviously. So mm-hmm. really, you just have to start small, make content, and keep producing content, and stick to your roots, and just keep keep your head up, keep your chin up, and keep moving. Because that's the same thing with me when I started this business. Is I'm not gonna get a shit ton of orders when I'm first starting out. It's yeah. like you got to make the content, you got to get yourself out there, you got to do cold calls, cold emails, DMs, slide in DMs, and do all of that mm-hmm. stuff. I feel it's anything like within entrepreneurship, um, you're going to have a lot of errors, but that's kind of like the beauty of it. I mean, you look back after you get really far and you're like, damn, those setbacks were just like taught me so many great lessons and now I'm so knowledgeable in whatever industry I'm in. And with clothes, it's almost like, I don't know, it's super rewarding because you could kind of look from collection to collection. How much do you sell? Mm-hmm. How well does it do? So don't get too down on like not selling well your first time. And for some people, they might sell really well their first collection if they have a big following already. What would be one thing or a couple things that you've learned growing an audience and creating content? What are some things you'd recommend people to do just starting off building a clothing brand and wanting to build a following through social media? Yeah, just like you said, the journey. First of all, I want to entail that the journey is literally everything. Enjoy the journey that you're going through. There's, the journey isn't always going to be beautiful. It's going to be some downtimes, but the journey is literally everything because that's the best part. If you're not enjoying the journey, the destination won't feel as good. And then coming back to your question of, what kind of content it would make is right now reels and videos are doing better than anything else so like photos are cool but like on your website have the photos but start making some videos start making some content around the drop that you're doing and if you're first of all your brand gotta have a meaning so like what's the meaning behind your brand try to make a video on explaining what the purpose and meaning behind your brand is and put that out there so people can relate to it and niche down into that particular audience mm-hmm. And I think that's one issue I had with my brand is that I was too broad and didn't want to niche down. And so that's where kind of I feel like a lot of people get lost and you won't attract as many people because like you said, what's the meaning of your brand? Like, right. What is it about? Like when I come to shop with you, what kind of thing am I, what, what am I buying into besides just the product? Like what kind of brand are you guys? So have you seen that a lot where the downfall of a lot of brands is that where their meaning or story just isn't there or it's just too all over the place is confusing? Yeah, of course. I mean, that's what everything. Yeah, you really just got to have a why behind what you're doing and like what's the purpose behind the brand and what are you representing? You got to be representing something. In this case, my brand is no brand, no glory, and I'm trying to represent like motivational things behind clothing. Like I want to have people wear the garment and feel motivated, and have like little bits of motivation all throughout the garment. Mm-hmm. So then, was um, my clothing brand when I was working with you? Has that been your favorite one you've ever worked with? Yeah, it was definitely, it was definitely, <laughs> it was definitely a good one. You had some good designs, especially my favorite one was that flower one that you did on the website. Oh uh, yeah. That was a sick print. Everyone loved it. I, you were doing your thing. See, one thing you did good was you were always making content around yep. your clothes. You had photo shoots. You had people 
rocking your stuff and then you grab pictures of them and then post it. And I know that did well for you making yeah. that content. Yeah, but it did, I would, I would have to say my one downfall was the, pretty much what you said, just niching down and not being all over the which place. And that, which it was, it was almost like, I did have a why, but it was, I was not willing to niche down and focus on one of those whys. You know, I wanted to like have every reason in the world for doing it, if that makes sense. It's not too late. It isn't, it isn't. I mean, who knows, who knows. Um, obviously it'll be a little difficult because obviously you're a little biased because you have your own business. Mm -hmm. But what advice would you give to clothing brands finding a printing company or screen printing company, or what would you call it, like a manufacturing? Screen printing. Screen printing yeah. company. What advice would you give them to finding one that's good to work with? Oh yeah, of course. I could go all in on this. First of all, you want to find a company that you're gonna have a good relationship with and going local is honestly the best route. Speaking with you, Bizzotti, um, the clothing brand you had, you were able to call me up and like talk about things and uh, yeah. when, when your goods were being delivered, it was me personally delivering it to yeah. you. So any questions or concerns there were, I would be able to help you out in that. Or being local, um, whether you pulled up to me or I pulled up to you and brought blanks to you for you to yeah. feel them out rather exactly. than looking at them on picture and seeing it like that. So I would just search up local print shops near me, whether I would search up local screen print shops near me and then contact them and make sure it's someone that doesn't sound like a dickhead over the phone. You wanna have, <laughs> you wanna have like a good bond with them. And if that's not the case, then call someone up that you do like, like there's internet out there, there's YouTube's out there's YouTube out there, there's Instagram out there, there's a bunch of print shops up there. Um, and just find someone local because you could go overseas, which a lot of people try to do, especially when they're first starting out, but you don't know what happens overseas. Um, you don't know what garments you're getting. The sizing is totally different overseas. You might order a yeah. small and you might get an extra, extra small. It's just all different overseas. So I would try to stick local, US based, and then once you get like your brand and everything out there, then you could start dabbling into overseas. Yeah. Um, what, did, what would you tell people who maybe are nervous or are in the process of running a clothing brand and are feeling super overwhelmed being the only person a part of that brand and building it from someone you have built this out, this amazing thing, and You've been doing it pretty much just yourself for six years now. Yeah. What would be your advice? What would you say to them? That's the entrepreneurial <laughs> route that you chose. I mean, you just <laughs> gotta stick to it. I mean, that's any business started off with one person. So right now I'm struggling the same way. It's me doing everything from what I showed you, the admin work, the customer service, the production, everything I'm doing. So you just gotta stick to it and do that and then grow the business to a point where now you can finally hire and then you could reap the rewards and reap the rewards of the business and have someone have, start delegating tasks so you can elevate. Yeah. And I asked you this question on the podcast, but maybe are you actively looking right now for someone to hire or now? Yeah, I am. I mean, now that I'm here, I'm trying to get people on board. So like when busy time comes around, definitely have some help here. So, so what are you looking for? Maybe you could put out like a job listing right here. Yeah. I'm <laughs> looking for somebody to like, potentially screen print or do some admin work or fold t-shirts, maybe some embroidery work. Really is a little bit of everything. So someone who's like, almost like a you, just like a Swiss Army knife yeah, within this. Somebody, or maybe someone who's interested in getting into this and just somebody, wants to like have a mentorship type thing. Right, somebody who's ambitious. Um, and yeah, just ready to get to it because we gotta, we gotta elevate. Yeah. <laughs> so 
how can people find you if they want to work with you? Um, and yeah, just a little bit about that. Yeah, there's a bunch of ways to find me. I'm actually on a lot of social media platforms, Instagram, at Aesthetic Imprints. There I post a lot of finished goods, like customers that I work with. I make like a cool little video of me printing the goods on there. And then YouTube actually, which would be a great uh, route for you guys because I post content on there of the behind the scenes of printing an order literally from start to finish, taking along with me each and every step from making the screens, designing, and then coming here and printing it, and then literally keeping it raw from like the good and the bad that happens. So yeah, that's Bob Productions on YouTube and then Instagram at Aesthetic Imprints. Nice. And then one last thing to bring it all together. What would be um, your top three tips to people just starting off who want to build the next successful clothing brand, the next Nike Gymshark? What would you say? Um, three tips. Three tips? Yeah. Get a design. Get a design made that you truly would wear yourself. A lot of people wear, make designs that they wouldn't even wear themselves. So like, obviously you gotta be wrapped out in your gear. Like I am, I'm wrapping my own gear. So you gotta be wrapped out in your gear. And two is have a meaning behind your brand. What is the meaning? Why are you making this? How can somebody relate to this? How, what would make somebody take their t-shirt off to put <laughs> your t-shirt on? That's like the real question. Real. Is it? Um, and then three is make content. Today's day and age, that's the best way to get out there. TikTok, Instagram, really, there's a lot of organic reach that you can do. Is make your first your first post might go viral. Just show people the process, keep it real, and keep grinding. Nice. Well, there we go. Thank you. <laughs> if you made it to the end, I thank you so much for watching or listening, and I hope you enjoyed. Before you go, I would like to leave you with a quote: Your work is going to fill a large part of your life, and the only way to be truly satisfied is to do what you believe is great work. And the only way to do great work is to love what you do. If you haven't found it yet, keep looking, don't settle. As with all matters of the heart, you'll know when you find it. From Steve Jobs. And then an additional second one is, if you bust your ass, anything is possible. From Mark Cuban. I thank you so much again for watching and or listening. And I hope to see you on the next one. Until next time, everybody. Peace.